We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, hi again, everyone. I'm 1010 Win Sports Director Mark Ernay with another special podcast edition of On The Mark. I can't believe it's been 20 years since the 2000 Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets. I also can't believe how lucky I am to have as my guest today a former manager of the New York Mets. He was very heavily involved in that 2000 Subway Series. He has also since become the athletic director at Sacred Heart University up in Fairfield, Connecticut. On top of all that, he's a restaurateur, the founder of a sports academy in Stamford, Connecticut, and I don't know what he hasn't done in his life. We're talking about Bobby Valentine. Bobby, thanks a million for doing this today. How are you? Mark, always great to be with you, man. I am good. I am really good. I'm out here in beautiful uh, Texas at the World Series, and uh, uh, how could things be any better than that? Yeah, you know, I wanted to talk to you first before we get into uh, what's happening with you and the Subway Series celebration that you're doing uh, to benefit the Jackie Robinson Foundation Scholarship at Sacred Heart tomorrow night with the uh, the guy you went up against in 2000 and uh, the former Yankee manager, Joe Torre. I want to start real quick about this year's World Series because you're there in Arlington. And I saw a photo last night and I'm thinking to myself, unless he is the best Photoshopper ever, which I wouldn't put past you given everything that you can do. Um, there you were at the game sitting down uh, the third baseline, it looked like. So what was the atmosphere like? I saw you were in a mask. Um, what was the atmosphere like in the limited uh, attendance there at Globe Life? Well, um, it did not have the the feel of a World Series game. Uh, you know, there was no pop and circumstance before the game. Uh, the, the crowd, people uh, made some noise, but there was no roar of the crowd. But it was baseball being played at a really high level, and I really liked that. And um, uh, I was with some friends, and uh, Tommy Lasorda, um, I'm hoping, is showing up today. So uh, it'll even be a greater day for me. Now, you played for the Dodgers. You managed the Rangers. You managed the Mets. You managed another team at the end of your uh, major league yes. career. Who are you, are you pulling for the Dodgers? Oh, I'm pulling for the Dodgers. Absolutely. You know, um, as I mentioned, you know, I play for Tommy Lasorda and I signed with the Dodgers and uh, I'm friends with some of the owners of the Dodgers and uh, they haven't won since 1988. And, uh, you know, the last time they won, Tommy Lasorda was the manager. So I'm hoping that at 93 years old, he can get on the plane today, fly in from L.A., be here, be there when be here when they uh, win their next World Series. And I, I think that would be a really uh, a really good thing for him. Yeah, well, they got off to a really good start last night. Mookie Betts had just a phenomenal game. Clay Bellinger at a home run. Clayton Kershaw finally pitched a really good game uh, in the World Series. What was the most impressive part of last night for you? Well, just that Mookie got it turned up. Uh, you could almost see it in his uh, in his body 
uh, stature, you know, his body language. Uh, he got on first base and and he he looked like he was ready to, to just take over. And when he stole the base and started running uh, the way he did and scored on that run, uh, I looked at the uh, the guys I was sitting with and said, you know, he wants to be the MVP of this series. I think he will be. Bobby, how is it possible that it took 108 years for another team to have three stolen bases in a World Series inning? <laughs> I, I saw that stat this morning and it blew my mind. It's really a really amazing thing that, you know, uh, Earl Weaver was the first, uh, you know, to kind of get on the soapbox and say, you know, I don't like the stolen base because you might throw away an out and I only get 27 outs and they're a precious commodity. And then, you know, as you started getting into the cyber world and uh, the sabermetricians started uh, looking at things in the rearview mirror, uh, they started thinking the same way, that this stolen base is a bad idea, that uh, it, 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 it has a chance of doing something really bad, but it, it, uh, it has a chance of doing something really good. And, and, you know, the two pitches before Mookie stole the base uh, – threw the pitcher off just as much as the the pitch that he went pull the base on so there's there's a lot uh that you have to uh, peel back the onion with the stolen base to to really appreciate it all right i want to talk to the uh, to you about this uh, fundraiser you have coming up tomorrow night it's a subway series celebration with joe tory uh, thursday october 22nd starts at seven o'clock virtually of course it's called shoe s-h-u and 42 it benefits the Jackie Robinson Foundation Scholarship at Sacred Heart, where you are the athletic director. Um, how can everybody who's listening to us today get involved in tomorrow's event, please? Oh, I'd love to have everyone do it. Uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, people signed up getting front row seats. Uh, you know, you go to sacredheart.edu slash 42. That's sacredheart.edu slash 42. And all everything's there, including... Uh, a spectacular auction that uh, goes along with the event. You know, Joe Torrey was so uh, good to give up his time. He's 80 years old now, you know, and he's Zooming, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, Harold Reynolds and Bob Costas, and we have, you know, voices from all around the sports world coming in and, and joining the celebration, along with Sharon Robinson, the daughter of Jackie Robinson. So uh, it'll be a really nice event. Uh, uh, it's a $20 uh, ticket price. Uh, we're asking people to give the $20 or even 42 in honor of uh, Jackie Robinson. And uh, hopefully they'll enjoy the night, bring back good memories um, uh, for all those Yankee fans and lousy memories for all those Met fans. But they could still be proud of that team in 2000 that, uh, you know, came pretty close to winning uh, all, all of the games that we played uh, in the Subway Series. And, uh, and maybe give hope to the Mets fans that there'll be another Subway Series uh, before long. Bobby, when Mike hit that fly ball off of Mariano in game five, did you think it was going out? Because I still see it today, and I can't believe it didn't go. Well, you know, uh, that on another Zoom, uh, we did a Zoom with Joe Torre where we had about uh, ten players from uh, five from the Yankees and five from the Mets. And uh, everyone uh, – uh, Paul O'Neill and Johnny Franco and um, uh, Bernie and Posada. And Joe said, Joe said he, when the ball was hit, he went, oh, no. So uh, everyone who saw that live thought it was a home run. And somehow, somehow 
one of those Yankees devils was flying in the sky and it beat it down and let Bernie run back and uh, make a, a, a relatively easy catch on what I thought was going to be at least a very difficult catch. Yeah. Now you and Joe obviously have pretty deep ties, not just going through your careers, uh, playing careers almost simultaneously, but then managing here in New York at the same time. And obviously beyond the Subway Series, you guys both played hugely pivotal roles in the aftermath of, uh, of 9-11. And I'm wondering, do you ever think of over the last 19 years now how meaningful that part of your bond is to have gone through that experience as horrible oh. as it was? Oh, yeah, we've talked about it often. You know, I played for Joe when he was a Met player manager in 1977. You remember yeah. that. Not sure. all of your listeners do, though, that Joe was actually a Met manager and had a really close bond since then. And uh, the 9-11 uh, horrific situation even brought us closer together. And and it was it's just great that uh, tomorrow night, uh, you know, we're, we're linking up the, again to do something good. And you know, as Joe mentioned, um, he, when I called him the other day, uh, that in 2000, you know, the, that was the year that uh, baseball was uh, kind of in a, in a normal place. And, and after that, things changed because of 9-11. And, and here we are 20 years later, changing again. So, you know, you turn the page and, and, and you use different colors to... Um, to color in the page every 20 years, and uh, we're doing that now. I know you talked about it's good memories, obviously, for the Yankee fans when you guys get together and not so good for the Mets fans. But when you and Joe do get together, even virtually now, uh, how much grief does he still give you about that 2000 World Series? No, you know, he gives me a big sigh of relief. You, you know, they came into that series with 14 consecutive World Series wins, and uh, he was afraid that uh, they would all be flushed down the toilet if, in fact, George Steinbrenner had to uh, watch his team lose to the Mets. And, um, you know, that, that was as uh, pivotal a uh, situation for, for Joe as any. So uh, because I, I care for him a lot personally, I'm glad nothing bad happened to him. Um, and I'm glad that he got to sit in Yankee furniture when he was in uh, our our clubhouse. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, Joe took, when I got there, there in 77, he kind of took me under his wing and, um, you know, Lee Mazzilli was the star of the team then, as you, you probably remember. Sure. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, he was from Brooklyn, Joe was from Brooklyn and somehow the three of us were all Italian. So there was, there was a lot of bonding going on. Um, I want to ask you, uh, aside from the pennant run in 2000, and I've never asked you this question in all these years, but what, what are the other handful of memories, uh, good or bad, that stick out from your time uh, managing the Mets? Whoa, I wish it was only a handful. You know, I mean, uh, I, I thought everything from the relationships, uh, you know, that I, that I established with the players, uh, and, and they were such great players to uh, – you know, the, the 9-21 game, of course, first game back is, is always uh, a memorable one at the beginning with Todd Huntley setting a home run record for catchers uh, before Mike Piazza became uh, a Met. That uh, You know, when Mike Piazza did become a Met, um, 
you know, the 1999 team, that entire group of guys and, and, and that entire season was uh, spectacular with John Olerud and Edgardo Alfonso who called me yesterday and, um, you know, the emergence of uh, guys like uh, Rick Reed from out of the, <clears throat> out of nowhere and Glendon Rush and Turk Wendell. I mean, it, it was more about the relationships than it was about the games and, uh, uh, I have them both. I could uh, go to baseball reference for the, uh, for the games and I, I could get on the internet or pick up the telephone for the relationships. And that, that's what makes it special. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you're uh, somewhat close to the ownership with the Dodgers. And that sort of leads me into my next question about the Mets, because there is uh, a change in ownership brewing uh, with Steve Cohen coming in. And I know that you worked under uh, Fred and Jeff and, and Saul. I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the change in ownership that's coming uh, any minute now. Well, I, I'm happy for everyone. I think that, uh, you know, Jeff and, and Fred were uh, such loyal owners and, and custodians of, of that franchise uh, that they're, they're uh, getting a wonderful price and, and uh, they're still healthy uh, enough to to enjoy life uh, moving forward. Uh, Steve Cohen's wanted a major league team for quite a while, and um, he has the wherewithal to handle it. So I'm happy for him, and I'm I'm happy for the the Met fans because I just think that they they got into a rut uh, and blaming a lot of the things on ownership that that were going on, and I think they could get out of that rut and and feel good about the future. So um, uh, I, I I think it's a really good thing. All right. I know you've been the athletic director up at Sacred Heart now for a little over seven years, and I've seen you up there. Uh, ran into you when St. Francis played the, your pioneers in in basketball a couple of seasons ago. I missed you when we were up over the uh, winter before the pandemic uh, for men's volleyball, the historic first ever uh, Terrier men's volleyball match. It was a Friday night, and I knew in a million years that I'd never find you in the gym on a Friday night after working all week. But uh, if Sandy Alderson, who's coming back to the Mets as their president, uh, were to call you and say, hey, V, we need a manager. Are you leaving Fairfield and walking to Flushing or are you going <laughs> to politely decline? Uh, no, I, you know, I, I had my 70th birthday in May and, uh, you know, the, the world of baseball, the travel and the and 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 uh, the all of uh, managing and, and being an everyday component of a major league team I think is for a younger man and uh, uh, I, I just want to see a successful team and you know if if now that I am 70 and I am a senior uh, if, if anybody ever needs advice uh, I'd probably be a good senior advisor. Can we uh, campaign for Fonzie to get the gig what do you think? <laughs> oh Fonzie was is a wonderful person and a great baseball man I think that'd be a decent campaign. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know right now uh, I, I just want to see how things shake out, um, you know, moving forward. Uh, Sandy has the keys to the kingdom. You know, he he knows the entire baseball world. He knows the entire uh, base, uh, Met organization. So I think uh, Steve's going to get all the intel he needs there, and um, they're going to make good decisions moving forward. And to be fair, I don't want to bury Luis Rojas because uh, they, he only had one very strange season. So I, I think uh, – Met fans would like to see him get a fair shot at a, at a full year. Uh, let me talk to you, please, about life in Fairfield. 
Uh, as an athletic director at a Division One school, Bobby, how hard, how challenging has um, everything been since March when things shut down and trying to get back to normal now here in October? Well, uh, it extremely cha challenging. You know, uh, as I told all my athletes uh, repeatedly that, uh, you know, as you get older, you try to find things that you could do for the first time and you try try to find things that you could do that are different. Well, they were handed something that's really different and something that is being done for the first time. And somehow I'm asking them to embrace it. But uh, the, the fact that uh, a lot of the education you get uh, uh, at, at, high, at a higher education institution uh, is outside of the classroom. And a lot of that has been uh, derailed. And I feel bad for the not only for the student athletes, and we have over a thousand of them at Sacred Heart University with three, three Division One teams, eight, uh, 19 female teams, and uh, 14 male teams. Um, you know, we're making the best of it. We, we're, our, our numbers of positive tests are way down. Um, our student body and, and with the leadership of our, our uh, athletes um, are, are really staying in pace with all the protocols but it's been extremely challenging and and uh, hopefully the the students as well as the faculty and all of us will be able to come out of this on the other side and and learn from it in some way and too scarred because um uh the, you know this virus is leaving a scar or two that's for sure yeah, I asked this next question for purely selfish reasons, but any idea how soon the basketball schedules come out? Oh, they're uh, they're being uh, tossed around from the NC2A right through the NEC on a daily basis. Uh, we're really close to finalizing what uh, that season's going to look like, but basketball will be played. Um, it, it is the engine. And... Um, uh, we're, we, athletic directors, coaches, uh, administrators, uh, right through uh, Indianapolis are, are uh, <laughs> thinking of what the best possible way uh, a season can be completed in a, um, you know, in a March Madness tournament could be uh, uh, back in the world of, of basketball. Yeah, I know they're hoping to start, I guess, the night before Thanksgiving, right? Uh, late uh, November. How confident are you that we'll be able to start the season, not only on time, in air quotes, at uh, the end of November, but also get to the finish line in late March and early April? Well, I was really skeptical that baseball could get through a, an entire season to this World Series, and I'm here at the World Series, so... Uh, you know, with, with the right effort and the right planning, uh, it seems like you can get through So through it. So I'm, I'm confident, um, you know, there's going to be challenges. And all athletes understand that uh, making adjustments is the key to success. And, and we're going to have to adjust along the way. And uh, I, I think we'll be prepared to do that. I'm thinking of floating an idea to the Big East that they should have St. John's and Creighton start the season because they were the teams that ended the season at the Garden. What do you think? Well, I don't think there's going to be a lot of um, uh, ideas uh, that resonate for, the, uh, for it to look good. I think that um, the only thing they're going to try to do is be functional, you know, and, and have 
have games played and have uh, the, the student athletes in a safe environment. But uh, that's a good idea. I think you could throw it out there because it's still in the planning stages. There we go. Uh, before we wrap up, and again, I can't thank you enough for spending a few minutes with us. Um, your sports bars and restaurants, Bobby V's, two oh. locations now, right? Stanford and Windsor Locks out near the airport, Bradley Airport. Yeah. How thank are you doing? You. Yeah. Still doing well? Both, yeah, they're both open. You know, I mean, it's hard to think that uh, this year we're saying we're doing, uh, we're doing great, but we're open and, uh, you know, most of the employees have been employed and uh, the customers that have come in are, are having a good time. And um, again, the protocols are something that we're, we're really, really trying to keep in place. And um, when it's all over, we're going to have a full house and uh, a big party. That's for sure. All right. And tomorrow night, it's a Subway Series celebration. Bobby Valentine and Joe Torrey. It benefits the Jackie Robinson Foundation Scholarship at Sacred Heart University. It's called SHU, S-H-U, and 42. And let me just make sure I have the uh, information correct. Sacredheart.edu slash 42, right? You got it, my man. And the, um, the, the auction is with Collectibles X, and that's Brandon Steiner's new company. So um, if you can't make the event, maybe you can make the auction and, and uh, contribute that way. And I, I thank everyone for their support, that's for sure. Via, and thank you, you too. Thanks, Mark. I, I thank you. I cannot thank you enough. Can't wait to see you, hopefully, for some basketball and volleyball and whatever else is going to be going on uh, toward the end of this year. Thanks Let's again. Let's get together. Absolutely. I'll see you soon, hopefully. Stay well, stay safe, stay sane, and enjoy the World Series. Stay safe yourself. Thank you, bro. I will. Take care. Alrighty. Thank you, Mark. Alrighty. I'm Mark Renee. That is the great Bobby Valentine, and you're on the mark. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.